1: So I got my dad hat on, yeah. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling up. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow
0: ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats
1: and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It's the Kid XAB.
0: It's your man, Distinguished to God. What it do, what it do, what it do. So, um,
1: you know, we, we got to, you know, we intro a little different than these other podcasts. So uh, let me just pull this up really quick. You know what I mean? Start us off. <laughs> got to start us off right. We got to start off correct. So um, there's so
0: many things to choose from. I mean, a hundred guns. <laughs> That's the intro to fucking, yeah. When Jada said what he said before. <laughs> when they tried oh, yeah. That right there. stadium looked at me. Crack, what's good? What you gonna do? <laughs> hey, Harlem, I'm really outside. You know me. And Jada. <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs>
1: Yo, this nigga Fat Joe was
0: on one. Definitely was on one. Hey, the place erupts.
1: (laughs) Erupts. Lose
0: my mind.
1: I lose my mind.
0: (laughs) I'm going fucking crazy.
1: Yikes! Nah, we gotta get the right Mm -hmm. one.
0: And COVID was in there somewhere. God bless. Spinning the block.
1: Yo. COVID spun the block.
0: Yo. When he said that, I I was rolling. I was rolling. Not taking nothing from the locks. I love their unity. They love each other. They both, all of them are incredible. But Jadakiss, price went up.
1: Price went up. All right. Fucking stop playing owner, with this nigga.
0: If you're doing a rap concert, yesterday's price is it's not, not today's price.
1: price. <laughs> That's what I was looking for, bro. bro.
0: That will li- <laughs> that meme, that meme will live on forever now. Fat Joe's immortalized in, in the meme world, he's immortalized. Oh, it's a rap.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a new level. It's a new level.
0: So Fat Joe, Fat Joe price probably went up to whole shows and, and crack jokes Fat, too. Fat shit, Joe's price of that. definitely went up just because of
1: just off of that. <laughs> the price <laughs> right went up, bro. Ha- that
0: shit, yeah, ha- I can see that in a commercial. How's
1: uh, do you have an all man moment? How's your week been?
0: Uh, my week's been good. I definitely do have an all man moment. Um, uh, we about to get a little deep on the show. Um.
1: Starting out with 100 Guns, 100 Clips. Do I need to play that before we get into, into this? Oh, hey. Yeah,
0: probably. One. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Hey. It's, it's about to get crazy.
1: You know what I mean? We, we got to... Listen, y'all already know who won at this point.
0: So... <laughs> that shit was bananas, we, bro. That's actually a versus I would enjoy watching again. 100%.
1: We're going to skip all these niggas, and we're going to Who Matters. I still hold a
0: I'm in the hood like them little motorcycles Ugh. Stick up kids hopping out with the old right Okay Just doing shit for nothing It's so spiteful I, I'm just like you I'm just nice, like you in the air. Uh, A double shot of yak and the purple is in the air uh, And I'm not cocky, I'm confident So when you tell me I'm the best, it's a compliment uh, That's a compliment What? Yo New
1: York New York, New York. Yo Tell the homie yeah, nigga, I'm from New York, New York, New York. crack, 100 guns, 100 an eclipse. Nigga, I'm from New York, New York. I got that. that spit next time that Utah, you you hey,
0: Utah.
1: <laughs> fuck you! You do, talking know, about?
0: you do know. You do know. Fuck is we talking about? You do know, big bro, that when this plays at a barbecue, now it's going. Somebody's different. getting when shot, plays, bro. <laughs> off rip. When this plays at a state when this plays at a stadium they're probably going to put the Cameron voice in it before then they're going to drop the record cuz it's only right it's only right bro someone's getting
1: shot when this man. gets played now
0: it- it's this yo to really think about it this was a big this record this was a huge ja Rule. Re- it's like yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah. I'd be telling yeah. we're
1: going to get into it cuz I don't want to ruin it but bro you your on man what you got so we could get to so this shit. So my mom
0: man, my mom came back from Jamaica yesterday. My mom was in Jamaica for three months. You know, she likes to take her little, you know, excursions or trips, which, shit, I kind of see where I get it from a little bit because the way she be moving, I be like, damn, am I like that? Like, she will literally walk off the face of the planet, bro. You wouldn't even know she's still in Jamaica. She just don't hit nobody up. <laughs> she just do her own she's thing. Out. Uh, yeah, she be out. Um, so she came back. My dad cooked a surprise dinner for her, luxurious dinner. Dinner was fucking him. Mean, shout out to my dad. That dinner was slapping, boy. I should have I should've invited your ass. <laughs> it was amazing. My dad, when he cooked, man, I be like, yo, this man need to cook some more because like, niggas be fretting on my dad. Nah, he gets sitting in that motherfucking kitchen, bro. God damn. But the thing I didn't like um, is that I think over the years, my mom has gotten accustomed to coming home in general, nothing to do with Jamaica, just coming home and not feeling like there's dinner made for her at mm. times. Um, Coming home and feeling like she has to say, I would like you to, instead of just it being a known thing that you should just do it on your own. Um, Where am I going with this? Basically, what I'm saying is that as much as i sympathize with where my mom is coming from and feeling like she doesn't she shouldn't feel like she has to say you know i've been in jamaica or i've been wherever x amount of hours or x amount of days i'd like my husband my partner to prepare a meal for me when i come home i feel like that time clock in her ran out yesterday because Instead of thanking my dad for making this dinner, instead of her saying, you know, thank you so much, honey, really appreciate the thought you put into it, she was finding little things in the household to complain about. And she was doing all of this prior to physically sitting down at the table to have dinner. And I saw the look on my dad's face, and he told me later on that evening He didn't say these words, but I know these were the feelings. He felt belittled. He felt incompetent. He felt like what he did wasn't good enough. And as I said in the beginning of my opening statement, yes, I do sympathize with my mom. Maybe her time clock ran out at the same time. I don't think men get enough of, you know, praise when at least they try to make up either for lost time or to try to show their partner and she didn't do it to me Mm -hmm. and i was triggered honestly i was i was triggered um just because of you know how he felt and then he said something else that i'm not going to say on the podcast i'll say that offline and when he said that that was really like the nail in the coffin and i was like wow I wonder if a lot of men have, quote unquote, let their partner down or let their woman down. And then when they finally get into a place where they're ready, I guess, or they feel like they don't, it's not them getting ready. It's, let me just do this so I don't hear that person's mouth. How many men try to be genuine and then it doesn't come off as genuine anymore because it's like, you should have been did this shit 10, 15 years ago. But now you're doing it. I don't give a fuck if you're doing it. But okay. I, I didn't hear her say thank you once, bro. So that that was that, that was my all man and it was it was more of a letdown because I was I was just I was just disappointed. I mean that's
1: a tricky situation, like you said, bro. Uh, oftentimes unfortunately maybe we disappoint our partners early on to a point that when we finally do get to a space where we're quote-unquote trying to do right or get our act together or whatever word you want to use um when we get to that space that partner is not in a space where they're ready to receive it and it's tricky because on one end it's like we can start anew this is a time where maybe now we can both be on the same page and if you felt like you've been given more than I've been giving, I'm at a space where I'm trying to work on that and make it work, but at the same time, you can't can't ignore people's feelings and maybe and hopefully it leads to a conversation where the both of them can then get on the same page. Hopefully, your father feels what he feels, you know deals with his emotions, and then is able to express that. To your mother in a healthy way, and they can use this as a springboard to be in a healthy situation with with one another. You know, right, so, right, right. I mean, I'm definitely definitely uh, understanding that, and I know you know you're the son, so sometimes it's hard to mediate situations like that. But
0: yeah, yeah, man, That's shit. That should be tough sometimes because I'd be like, I'm not you, and a lot of what I do, because my mom sees what I do when I'm with, you know, the, the 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 women that I'm with, like she sees exactly what I do. Um, she likes it, and she feels as though the women that I Entertain. She'd be like, "I wish your father did that." I'd be like, "Wow." She'd be like, "Or I wish your father said that." I'd just be like, "You knew this person before I was even in this world. Like you knew this man. Like you, like you known what he was about or what he wasn't about. Like this should just be feeling like indirect pressure sometimes towards me because." She'll always use me as like the scapegoat and say, oh, you know, I wish he did this, or I saw you surprise your girlfriend with this gift, or you just randomly popped up to the house with flowers, and it's like, but he's not me, mom. Like and I didn't even necessarily get that from him. I just kinda, I just kinda felt things in my heart that I always wanted to do for somebody that I'm with. And you know i'm i'm just a romantic i i just like doing stuff like that i'm just a romantic person that's just i don't i don't need valentines day to show you that you know i love you i care about you but i think she, you know all i guess you know not speaking for her but i would just assume that a lot of years went by and she this is something that she's been yearning and she just never got it or she feels like she she never will get it or she used to get it when they were younger but they just stuck in their ways now.
1: Yeah, I mean that's one of you the know, things that uh, is also hard, and I think that's maybe the lesson in the all man here is right. You you have to mind and pay attention to love. Like you can't fall in the rut of autopilot with love. Love is constantly learning, growing, and paying attention. Like you have to pay attention to it, and there's no other way to 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 say it. You because as people, we grow and we change. And if you're not paying attention to your partner's growth and change, yep. What may have worked when you first met them at 20 or 22 or 25 or 36 or whatever, right, right, ain't gonna work two to five years from that. It might, it might be different. They might have grown past that, and you can't just be on autopilot. You can't just say, oh, if I do these three things, my partner's gonna be happy and I don't have to really do anything else you know what I mean and I'm not saying that that's the case here but I just think that that's the lesson where it's like maybe they did meet at a time where romance wasn't really that big of a deal to your mom but as she's gotten older and she's realizing like what she she may not have even known that she liked that at whatever age that they met but now she's she's realizing it
0: I think I I think that's what it is too. She she didn't know because I feel like you know she's learning more about herself now, in part because of COVID, and at the same time she's learning more about her freedom that she feels like she didn't really have. Like she be feeling like a slave, and I just be I I, I try I try to look at it through her lens. I mean I I don't see it like I don't I don't see um that she could feel that way but i guess it's in part because she feels like she's at a certain age and she's like i haven't traveled the world yet i haven't done this i haven't done that and i know part of that is because of me because i've been traveling like a motherfucker. like i just been i just been out and then she be like why you want to go there I'm like, because I want to see the world. Like, the fuck? Like, I'm like, at, my, at the end of the day, I'm I'm an artist, too. Like, I'm looking at places like I'm not just trying to travel there. I'm trying to perform there. Like, I'm trying to, trying to rock a crowd. Like, I'm trying to do a show. But she'll see me, so it's like her thoughts are vicariously living through my photos and my videos on Instagram or when I bring back a keychain. Because a- anywhere I go, I always bring my parents with me because I always buy them stuff. I always let them know that you guys is with me at all times. You know, I went to Vegas, bought my mom stuff in Vegas. I went to um, Mexico, bought my mom stuff in Mexico, went to, you know, I learned, like I've been to so many places from between last year and this year. So I just try to let her know, like, I know that's a part of her. That's like, you know, she wants it. And then a part of me was feeling like, and I never felt this way yet, like in my, you know, 30s, well, early 30s, I should say, in like late 20s. I haven't felt this way about what I'm about to say since, like, maybe when I first started rapping. I was just like, maybe I got to go hard for my mom because she didn't have people that was in her family that went hard for her to, like, try to help her get to where she's at. Because, like, she's feeling like she's, like, stifled. And I'm like, I know I got the resources. I mean, this is a resource right here. I mean, we we doing a podcast, like, this shit could blow any fucking second. And then I could be like, all right, mom, you ain't got to, you know, stress or whatever. And then a part of me is like, well, maybe it's acting or maybe it's. Through. So I just, I just, I'm just trying to put all of my artistic juices in like one big ass fucking distinguished capsule and just go full throttle with every fucking thing and whatever the fuck hit the wall and stick. And that's what the fuck we fucking with. But, you know, I don't, I don't think it's my responsibility, but I'm starting to feel like. I'm in a position where at least I could just alleviate her because it's not the money. It's She she just feels like she needs to get out. Yeah, I think
1: sometimes parents, uh, they want better for their children and when their children are able to kind of reach that level, that makes them happy. And then sometimes it makes them reflect like, maybe I need to step my game up and live life. You know, the world has changed since our parents were young. And in so many different ways. Very much so. And so there is opportunity for parents to kind of do some of the things at a later age. And I think there is a battle sometimes where they fight off of they fight off what the old world was versus how to explore the new one. And that might be a little bit of, like you said, your mom sees that you're happy and you're doing certain things and she... Maybe is challenging herself. Like, why am I not right. doing these things? All my children are grown. They they all left the nest. So what do I now have to do to make sure that I live the life that I want to? And a lot of times with parents, they don't know how to live their life without outside of their children. But so long they've been taking care of their children that they feel like it's almost like second nature. And they don't realize it's like you don't have to take care you can just live your life. I want you to live your life. That's what I want at right. this point. I don't need nothing right. from you. Like,
0: that's really what I want at this point. I'm good. I don't need anything. I don't ask my mom for money. And I'm very proud to say that. Although I know if I ever needed money, she would give it to me. But, you know, I don't ask my dad for money. Like, I kind of, I kind of situated my shit right now. Like, I'm in a better place with that. But in terms of... Her living her life. I I I want her to to live her life. I know she's not. She's. I feel like she's a bit uh, disheveled right now. Like she's she's not happy because she's not in a place where I guess she feels like she can just get right right ball. right. And that's because of other things that I'm not really gonna get into. But yeah, you know what I mean. And. Like I said, I'm, I'm just feeling like I have an opportunity. Like I said, you know, the podcast is a great platform for that to happen. I'm smiling right now because I'm trying to hold back tears, but I just know that um, I'm in a position yeah, to facilitate you know some mean? of those like, things. Really and, that's, that. so, and that's and know. that's the
1: place I think all children yeah. want to be, be able to, to say, and really facilitate like parents getting to their happiness. And I think Facts. both of us are in a space where we want to maybe elevate to a new level to really do things for our parents in a different way. And we're going to, that's what's going to happen. You know, I think that's just the goal that we have to put on our our board. And it's funny because at the sweet 16 that I spoke about on the podcast, maybe two episodes ago, that was one of the thing that things that really came to mind. It was like, yo, I've been neglecting my family. Like, I feel like I've neglected my family to, for the last Maybe three to four oh, wow. years not three no that's too long, maybe two to three years. Covid obviously is like a wash, but it started like pre covid and although I've always made plans like, yo, this is what we need to do as a family um because my family is small compared to most, and like we're always all over the place, but I feel like I'm part of the key to us always being together and now naturally, I don't always want to be the one to have to do that, but I also feel like that might be my responsibility in the family. And I'm like, yo, I really have to stop, like, just hoping and wishing that things will get to a certain place. And I just have to be the conduit. I have to be the catalyst. I have to be the piece of the puzzle that just gets us there. And
0: that's how I be feeling. Yeah, day. bro. And it's like, my soul right
1: now. you know what? What are the ways to do it? And, I mean, we'll talk about some of it off off camera, offline. Um, some of the things that I've been speaking about with um, another one of our close friends. But, yeah, man, it it it's something that okay. I think at this age you start to think about a lot as a child of a parent. You know, you start to think about, all right, now we are the ones to pick up the rain. And what are we going to do with being the heads of the family? Cause our parents are getting to the age where they're no, they they are the still the heads, but they may not be able to have the energy to put big events together, or to keep everybody in the loop of what's happening,
0: or to yeah make phone calls and you know you know reach out to people on Facebook. I mean, it's still a part of their world because they you know, but it's not a world that they um grew up in it's a world that they're still getting accustomed to this is the world that you and they're not grew up in
1: (laughs) again they might be just at an age now where the energy isn't there to be like yo i'm gonna call everybody in the family and tell them let's get together for christmas and we're and at at the age that we are now is probably the age that they started doing that
0: Yeah, we could do that shit With the fucking click of a button Put everybody and in the Unfortunately, One sometimes We get, get too
1: distracted And oh, yeah. sometimes We 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 put more energy yeah, to really do that In a yeah. bad bitch online Than we do In trying to keep Our family <laughs> together And that's something That we
0: need to Listen We need listen, to listen, talk listen, about listen, listen <laughs> Let's let's save that for let's save that for the other shit we going to do nigga cuz we about to go into a whole nother call. Con- if we do that, we can't podcast for a week cuz we going to keep it 100 if we go into the bad chick section and, uh, of the podcast. We got to leave it alone. What the thing is just uh, talking about ladies and gentlemen, moment, is
1: <laughs> we are heavily considering opening up a Patreon that would sp- specifically be on Oh man. regarding our relationship and Like, different various things that we've personally experienced. So, a little bit more of, like, the all-man moment energy, but longer and really in-depth, raw, and honest.
0: Probably more spicier than a podcast episode. It can get way more more spicy. It can get get way more spicy. I promise you that. Like,
1: this, we stay on the entertainment tip, but on the Patreon, it's going to be personal. It's going to be... You know what hmm. I mean? No worries, we ain't beating nobody right. over the head. A little, you know what I mean? We think we still working out the kinks, so don't take nothing right. I say uh to heart. But we are talking maybe yeah. a little two, three dollars right, a right. month. That's right. it. Right. You know what I mean? And we probably Man, yeah. probably you know, four or five. Like to start off with. Yeah, maybe. maybe two, three, and then the next tier, five. But we're gonna right. give y'all some premium yeah. content. But um it's a thought. So just look out for that announcement. And there's another it's another conversation that it's we're going to get into a little bit. That'll give you a little taste of what to expect on the Patreon. But my all man moment, it, it's two prong. Um, but I don't want to be too long because we got to get into the shits of the week. But um, I'll say this: I went on a road trip um right. this weekend with with two of our mutual friends to go to a, an event called Yellow Club. This is the hat to it. Shout out to Yellow Cup Weekend.
0: Yo. When I, when I, so before you start, my nigga, this was the first time, I can't even believe I'm about to say this. This is the first time I seen you go somewhere. Oh, word? And I was actually <laughs> jealous. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I should be with my guy. But like, yeah, it was the first, like I looked and I was like, I was trying not to be jealous and I was like, damn, like I'm actually low key kind of jealous and I don't even get jealous. About shit like that But I don't know I think it was just like I was like I was just with my nigga The other day We just did an event And I was like Well I'm at You work, know what so. it is son I think that I mean, the friend is cool Like
1: I know I, Like some people <laughs> Might take it as a joke But I think What's happening is The 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 friendship There's a, a bit of a Restoration of the feeling Between I mean whether it was COVID mm. Separating us And not us not really Being able to Connect as much Or Anything else that may have been in the air, I do feel like the friendship is getting um, back to pre 2015. I think uh, that might also have to do with a little right. bit of you coming back into your happiness. I mean, if we keep it in a stack, but this is a conversation. This is a right, conversation for right. Patreon. Yeah, we we to talk about air. that. But, uh, but I think that's, facts, that might be facts. part of it. But we definitely, the next Yellow Cup we do, we're going to bring a, a group of people. Cause you gotta you gotta come with a, a group
0: like we've done it. Nice. Uh, I mean, bro, we got the you know we got the yeah, van. Yeah, we we, could, that's we what we're trying to nigga, do. Because
1: at shit. the end of the day, like you gotta bring <laughs> biddies with you, and you gotta bring like biddies that want a party. Because uh, yeah, yeah, and nobody and just have a good time, no stress, and none of that. But you know what I mean. But there, so <laughs> on the way back, uh. I started to get really tired on the road, and I was like, yo, I got to stop. So I stopped at a service station, and typically my my little trick to keep me up is, one, you get out the car, you move around, you get your blood pumping again, and then two, I get a Red Bull. So I went to the Quickie Mart, I used my debit card, which is brand new, just got it last week, and they gave me a new pin. I didn't ask for the new pin, but they gave it to me, I guess because this is like my third car with card within the year. So them niggas is like, all right, if there's some fucking fraud shit going oh, on, shit, we gonna fix damn. all that." So cool. Gave me a new pin, new card. I go to the Quickie Mart, and I don't remember the pin because it's brand new. So
0: fuck. So damn. you should. That's put what I ended up credit. doing. I
1: said, yo. So I, I I put it in or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, the pin is is not working." I said, "Word, I don't." I'm like, I'm confused because I have memorized it. But I'm like, maybe I memorize. Maybe right now, because I'm so tired, I'm just not thinking about it the right way. Whatever. I'm like, All right. well, I was like, well, just run it as credit, my nigga. And he was like, the credit, the credit is broken.
0: And keep nigga, it pushing. What
1: the f- come, come, come on, come on my nigga. nigga I ain't come never heard on. Of no bullshit. I he said, lying. bro, he, he lying. If you can he, run he it lying. as debit, you can run it as credit. There's no way you Devin, can tell you me the credit definitely run it as credit, my I nigga. I said, tell me what fucking button I need to press <laughs> to bring up the credit screen. Oh, I don't know. So I'm looking at the shit now. And so it says, put in your pin or hit uh, the check button. So I hit the check button, and it runs it as credit and purchases it. I said, yo, my nigga, if you didn't believe that the card was mine, and I said this to you before I left, I said, I don't remember the pin. But if you didn't believe it, I have an ID on me. You could just check the ID with the card. What the fuck? And is then up we would have with- been like Yo, right. this is the second time it. I'm experiencing racism alright like Because you All right. <laughs> like 'cause y'all you know that nigga oh, wouldn't have did man. that with no white person. It would have been like, oh, credit. And then the second prong, um, fact. of it is so as you know, I put on social media that I'm on like a six month uh self discovery and self- Betterment journey And I'm gonna yeah. go into de- In depth yeah. About that On the Patreon yeah. um, As to why I chose that To do that And nice. what the results Have been so far I think that's gonna be An excellent episode But Within this journey I am really Realizing nice. that Everybody can't go bro
0: Everybody can't come Oh yeah Carter Listen Carter G. Woodson Told my Every, first Everybody can And can't it's go. a crazy
1: Realization though Like it is really when you start to go inner and inward and you start to really look at your patterns and your behaviors and yeah figure out like yo where do you want to where do you want to grow from where you are maybe some of the patterns you're cool with you don't want to grow from them but when you start to be like yo i don't like this and i want it to be better what can i do to make it better and you start to see your circle and you look at some of the actions of the people in your circle and you right. say damn if i'm associating with that what does that mean for me and the conclusion right, that right, right. started to pop in my head more and more over the months is everybody can't go i i may have to
0: mm-hmm.
1: i may have to change nah, can the amount of energy and time i give to being around certain people and it it's a sad thing because oh, yeah, it's like, right. yo, I'm always gonna love these people, but where I'm trying to go, if you're not trying to go there, you you're, you're an anchor, and that and I can't do that at this point in time. I can't, I wow. can't have any anchors on me.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know, we're about to jump right into you know the next part of the podcast, but. <clears throat> Again, like I told you, you know, I I I thanked you publicly. I thanked you I thanked you privately. I also thanked him privately and I also thanked him publicly. You know, you and Joshua Walker, you know, from last week, that conversation, that, that joint really had me like in my head, like I don't think I've been playing around these last four or five years, but I there has definitely been a decline and there's been like a, a lackluster interest in uh, not necessarily performing, but just feeling like, you know, am I still good enough? I mean, I've just been so focused on business and, you know, trying to help this person get to it. eight, you know, trying to get to. And, you know, there's definitely been some successes here and there, that for sure, especially with shows, uh, for sure. You know, the ones that work and obviously the ones that, you know, still, you know, we got to work out the kinks. But more of the story is the number one thing that's always been beaten inside of my chest is like performing, like really and truly just being on stage. Not necessarily with the the rapping and the poetry. I mean, that, you know, I have that talent. But in terms of the stage and capturing an audience, you know, that's, I mean, I fucking live, eat, breathe. I'll die for that (laughs) any day. So to hear you say that about Everybody Can't Go, I can't help. I feel like I've been trying to help too much fucking people. (laughs) I feel like I've personally been trying to help too much people. And I need to stop and I feel like that's the epiphany I had this but I I need to stop that shit. I can't help every I I can't help y'all. I can't help it. I'm so I can't fuck. I want to. Yo. And sh- and shout out to
1: shout out to black women, man, because I've been spending a lot of nice. time with um Shout out, shout out, shout my out favorite, to my favorites. My favorites. And And a lot of them are, like, changed my perspective on certain things. And it just goes along with what you're saying. Like, in terms of the women I've been speaking to, they're, like, they're in high demand. They're gorgeous women. And a lot of people want their attention all the time. And I'll never forget, one of them we just started to build a little bit more this year. And she was like, yo. She, like, she kind of put me through the ringer. Because she was like, yo, why do you want to be close to me? Like, why do you why do you want to be in my inner circle? And I was like, listen, I don't I don't care either way. I said I would prefer it, but I'm not going to feel offended if that's not something that can happen. It's just that I just want you to understand that, like, I am a person that can be a safe space for you. And we had that conversation and it was like literally like right after that, we started to get really, really close. And she kind of explained in that conversation it's like, yo. The people that I have in my circle, I give 150% for. And because I do that, I'm exhausted. So to add other people into my life that I feel like I may have to give 150% to just doesn't seem feasible. And it's not something that I would enjoy or something that I think I can do. And... It's funny because for me, I'm a low-maintenance friend. I don't think about people having to pour too much into me. Like, I don't necessarily always need that. I I would
0: I, I, I definitely concur. I feel like I'm the same. I way.
1: would enjoy it. I'm starting to realize that more. It's like, yo, I, I wouldn't mind a tight-knit friend circle where everybody just is pouring into me as much as I feel like I pour into everybody else. But I also know that I'm very adaptable, so I don't necessarily need that to function in a friendship. However, her saying that really made a lot of sense to me in terms of like, yo, your tentacles, X, they're too all over the place. You're out there bettering a lot of people's lives or, or in people's lives and helping out or a shining light or beacon. And you're spreading yourself thin. What about, like I said, like we spoke about family, but what about... The friends that really deserve that. And you busy out here Mm. doing whatever you're doing for a person that will maybe appreciate it in the moment, but they'll go right back to doing some fuck shit. Maybe not directly to you, but just in general. And it's like, what's the purpose of you giving that energy out?
0: Whoever that black woman was deserves roses, fucking $40 in a cash app. She on point. She on
1: point, two, bro I had two conversations like that So shout out to those women Okay I don't even know if they listen to they the They on the point, podcast, bro But
0: You know what I mean They on point with that shit, bro Wow
1: But um Wow But yeah, let's get into the shit So this is another Patreon exclusive We're gonna give you a little taste of it But we'll go more in depth on Patreon I had this real There was a There's a meme going around with, with Bobby Shmurda And he went to go buy some sneakers and everyone keeps saying, yo, he's spitting okay. game to the cashier because she's like giggling and laughing and all this shit. So it made me question out of the two of us, uh, from your humble opinion, who spits
0: better game? <laughs> Nigga, you know that's me. Tell it about me. <laughs> 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 this nigga <laughs> asking a dumbass question. Yeah. Yeah. wash your mouth, nigga. Wash your his fucking mouth, nigga.
1: Why do you think that you spit better, games Go ahead. And I agree with you, by the way.
0: I agree with you. I think you do.
1: But I'm gonna give my reason in a uh, nah, second. I think.
0: I think. I I think personally for me is that. I think I have two extremes. I have one extreme, which, by the way, I've definitely perfected how I holler at women at the cashier, by the way. I perfected that years ago. That's that's for the Patreon. I'm not going to give those secrets away. (laughs) But (laughs) I think I have two extremes. The the first extreme is if I am in a place that I had no fucking business being in. Like, I really just didn't want to fucking be there. And then you come across me and i wasn't looking for you but i see you and i'm like all right now i see let me let me try to make the best out of this situation not because it's me because it's me trying to get your attention so in that's in that sense the first extreme you're probably going to get a much more relaxed malek distinguished you're going to get a more relaxed version of me now If I've been really trying to holler at you or I've been knowing you for a while, the second extreme is that particular day that I do try to shoot my shot, I would have done some research on you. I know that sounds wild, ladies, but I'm saying maybe the caption the day before or maybe a few days before I talk to you, I'm looking through the page or Maybe I'm on Facebook or, or maybe I ran across you before and remembered something you did. And then I'm trying to bring it back up in a more, you know, spicy way. Cause I told you it's the second extreme. It might, it might be a bit more spicy, a bit more explicit. And then I might throw some poetry in that bitch and nine out of 10. When I do that. Oh, it works. I don't even got a joke. Cause I'm already saying some wild shit. It, it's going to work. And that I try to stay away from the second extreme Especially when I'm performing Because if I'm performing Like I did last week it was bad It's bad
1: So yeah, I mean I would say that you You definitely uh, Run game More than me And better than me But Part of the reason why Is because I feel like A lot of times I don't have to run game Like Oh <laughs> I'm just keeping it as- Fuck you, <laughs> nigga I'm just keeping it in a stack. Oh. I'm it. Wow. A lot of the a lot of the situations that I find oh, myself nah. in <laughs> just happen. They kind of like a lot of times the 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 women
0: will be the f- I was not I was not expecting that <laughs> I was not expecting that. That's good. <laughs> I'm was, I was just <laughs> saying a lot of times the w spinach with the dip, nigga. <laughs> I want the spinach with the dip, nigga. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of times,
1: like I think about the baddest chicks that I've I've had or the, the greatest chicks that I've had. And the conversation starts off real natural, regular. And then somewhere down the line, either A, they'll say something super flirty or like a situation will present itself where it's like we're in a romantic setting. But a lot of times I'm not the one that got to be on some like, yo, so what's up with you? Now, I will say when I do get in that bag and it's rare, it's super rare that I get in that bag, I feel like my success rate is, is pretty high. I think it's up there. But
0: This, this nigga talking like a Harvard uh, professor. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think my success... I the statistics nothing. back back that. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but nah, I, I would say at the end of the day, you, you definitely uh, a little bit more advanced in the, in the spitting game I would I would say that.
0: Well, I... I'll talk about this on the Patreon, but there's definitely a wild backstory. I would not suggest nobody do this today, young friends, if you're around older heads. But let's just say that I was literally thrown in a few situations and I was told if I didn't try to holler X amount, I would be stranded and not be able to go back home. Again, I would not recognize that.
1: You went through <laughs> holler training. The holler training I was yeah, I, like I had I had OGs be like This nigga said holler training. Yo, go talk to Shorty and I'd be like, no nigga the fuck is you talking about? I'm not I don't want to. You know what I mean? Right. My cousins definitely, and I'll talk about that on Patreon, but my cousins right. definitely <laughs> used to be on some like yo, go talk. Like it was my girl cousin and my my male cousin at closer age with me. They were like, yo, go talk to her. Like, and then if I don't do it, they would go and embarrass me. Yo, he like you. And would be like, I didn't even say yeah, that. Fact. I didn't even I say that. that shit, bro. I never said that. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, God damn. Now I got to talk to you. But, um, nigga said, I never said that. He tapped into his 12 year old self. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. You know who else ain't say shit? Dipset. I know. Right. I don't know. Yo. <laughs> what the fuck? Y'all niggas thought, you can kiss your (laughs) ass goodbye, D-block, 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 d I don't know what these niggas thought. There were a few niggas that will remain nameless. They'll probably listen to this podcast um, episode. Who was giving me a hard time saying, yo, they think Dipset might got it. And I said, are you out your fucking mind? There's no way (laughs) Dipset can deal with the locks. And some niggas was like, nah. You know, like Dipset was a moment. Dipset appeals to our generation, and our generation will be dealing. Will be the ones that are on Versus. I, said, I don't want to hear none of that
0: bullshit. I want to hear none of that. It was a lot of motherfuckers on verses, bro. It was every. It was like three fucking generations. It's on three Versus. generations, eighties, nineties, and the two thousands on, on, on fucking verses.
1: And on top of that, do y'all know who the fuck the locks are? Like, I'm not even an old hip hop head, and I'm not even. One that is like a huge fan of the locks, but I understand hip hop. I understand hip hop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that yeah. simple. If you understand hip hop, you knew the locks was going to win that. You know the locks. You knew the yeah. locks was what's coming yeah. out of that, because it's just too many classic records with too many classic artists that today we still love. They have records with DMX. It's a rap
0: already. It's a rap. Like they have. <laughs> they got. They got. They they got, they got. They got records with Biggie. What are we talking? That's what about? I'm saying.
1: So at any moment All about
0: the Benjamins? Are y'all niggas <laughs> listening?
1: At any moment they could pull some shit out that's gonna make you say, oh, they was on that? Yeah. <laughs> what does dipset have against <laughs> all about the Benjamins? Nothing. Stop playing with these niggas,
0: man. Like, come on. So I don't The one the one the one thing I didn't like though, not to cut you. People was fronting on Dipset like they ain't got hits. Yeah, Dipset definitely got hits, but I feel like Dipset hits stayed way more localized than The Locks. The Locks got a few records that went outside of New York City, probably outside of the United States. That You hear that shit anywhere in the world, people, they might not know it's The Locks, but that record crossed over, man. The, the, that, that the, the Locks in can go, country. and yeah, you make a great point. <laughs> a
1: lot of people... Let's not get it twisted. We're not saying that Dipset is ass. It's just... Nah,
0: definitely when, not saying for the For the verses,
1: though, in terms of the caliber... Yeah, you you can't put the two together. Like, the locks come from a giant... What I got from it, honestly, is you could see the decline of how dedicated people were to the craft of hip-hop through that.
0: Which was disappointing. Which was very disappointing to a lot of hip-hop enthusiasts, a lot of people that... Been fucking with hip-hop since 1973. They will probably, even if they don't listen to this new, it's like, wait, you didn't rehearse? Wait, you didn't memorize it? Your- Bro, this is your songs. These are songs you don't You don't look wrote. prepared? How you don't know your y'all own lyrics? Y'all
1: don't look prepared. Y'all don't, y'all not a unit. Y'all look tired. Y'all, y'all look tired. Y'all look like, y'all look like little Pump. Y'all, Yo. y'all look like. Like, even Takashi, uh, we don't talk about that, man. But he performed better. Yeah, we don't even, yeah. He performed better than y'all. Yeah, yeah. What's really good? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. And, and, and Versus is not about performance 100%. But if you if we're at the stage of Versus where they
0: giving niggas shows, you better give a show. That's it. I was about to say, because we're at that stage now, bro, you know we're not, even if shit close up, they're still going to have those people, you know, vaccinated or whatever, and have them sectioned off. When Beanie Man and Bounty Killer went against each other, I think that's the change of when Versus started because that was a fucking battle. That was a show. When when Jeezy was going against Gucci, nigga, that was a show. This shit put it to a hold. We can never go back to the way versus was again in terms of because now this they might add this as a criteria. Bars and performance level. Well, do you really have stage so, presence? So that's, that's my my, my next question to you is, which one do you prefer?
1: Do you prefer the like celebration, like a Joe Scott versus Erica Badu, or do you prefer the nitty gritty? We going at each other, like how it was with Jeezy and Gucci, like how it was with the Locks and Dipset. <clears throat> like which one of the verses do you prefer?
0: That's tough to say, Big Bro, because we need to categorize the verses within the verses. So if we're talking about specifically, because this is the genre that we talk about the most on this podcast, hip-hop, hip-hop culture and rap music, depending on the groups and or individual that's going uh, head-to-head, I might want to see crazy lyrics. Like, I don't think we're there yet, but they have enough in their catalog. If we get to a J. Cole versus Kendrick, I want to see the whole fucking thing. I want to see performances. I want to see lyricism. I want to see niggas crying on stage. I want to see niggas lose their voice from spitting their heart. I want to see everything, bro, because I want that real hip-hop shit, but I want it in all fat because they they have a catalog that can give you all of that. But if it's like maybe L O Cool J versus Big Daddy Kane, I probably might want to see some more laid-back shit, some some showmanship, Mm. you know what I mean? But it it, it depends. If it's like a – yeah, I want to see, you know, a celebratory uh, versus, you know what I mean, with my hands up, maybe, you know, with my parents, you know, something that the kids could watch because that'll be more appropriate. Because what's going to happen is now I don't think they're going to be able to censor versus, but you'll know the versus show if it's like a live show. To bring your family to, right. like an earth, wind, and fire versus The something, Isley you know Brothers, I mean? right. Isley, and, and, but then you'll also know a verses where I, right, you know, kids got to stay with Grandma. Grandma might be able to come, but maybe Grandma got to give us to the other Grandma, and then we all go to fucking Jay-Z. Can you imagine Jay-Z versus Nas? Oh, my
1: fuck. Yes, it's, it's What the fuck we disgusting. talking about on this podcast, It's disgusting bro. at that point, and I feel like ah. as long as Versus continues <sighs> to grow, we're going to get to that point
0: where the big dog That will be a sold-out show, by the way. You heard it here first. Jay-Z versus Nas, that has a bow tie. got to be covering press. That will be super fucking iconic. We're getting to that point. For the culture... If it keeps growing, we're going
1: to see a Drake versus Kanye. Yo! We're going to see a Jay and Nas. Like, it, the, the bag and the cultural stamp just has to get a little bit bigger. I, I feel like... Right, you know, because a lot of people are looking at that now, especially after what happened to Dipset. Dipset was I mean, was a fucking face of of meme culture for forty eight hours. Yeah. So now you don't want to lose your verses. I feel like a lot
0: of people. No, are like, I don't no. want to lose. I don't want to lose. And we to- and we talked about this before. <clears throat> Excuse me, going back to um, episode- like probably probably two years ago when Jay Z talked about title. And how you know people had, you know, different parts and shares of title. That's what's gonna happen to Versus. I feel like if artists aren't already invested in it, because we know that Swiss Beats and uh, uh Timbo already did a deal with Versus with another company, however, with Thriller, however, artists are going to have to be compensated in like three different ways. First of all, I didn't even know that niggas is making money off of memes. I didn't even know that shit. I just thought niggas make memes and it just goes viral. But niggas is making money, so artists is probably going to be like, yo, if there's memes being made from a versus, I'm going to need to check for that too. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they got to figure out a way because you can make some money. And then the other part is artists is going to help sell merch for versus, even if the artist's name is not on it. Even if it's, you know, Jay Z versus Niles on a shirt, bro, that will be an icon. And then imagine everybody in the audience, or imagine niggas at home wearing that, and then watching it at the same time on Zoom. You know how crazy, you, the 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 type of money Swiss Beats and Timbo could make, and then the artists, and then people associated with like the, yo, there's so much fucking money. It's gonna get to a point. Where Versus is going to have its own, not only platform, it's going to have its own, like, TV station type shit. Because we're going to be looking at the old Versus, and then they're going to figure out a way to get those to be streamed to make more money over time as Versus continues to grow, as you said. Yo, Versus, you and me actually need to be a part of marketing. We got crazy ideas on this side.
1: Versus definitely has the ability, I mean, at some point, I do feel like they should go back to DJs and songwriters, and then maybe even definitely open do. it up. Um, in some other ways, you know, in some some other ways, I don't, I don't, I wanna, I wanna see, I wanna
0: see NSYNC verse Backstreet Boys. That's what I want to
1: see. I don't know, like in terms of how they could really make it work for comedy and dancing, but I do feel like there may be a market for that as well. Um, but um, yeah, man, I, I I've thoroughly enjoyed this this type of verses. I want to see. I honestly when I think about verses I want to see the nitty gritty. I want to see y'all going at each other's neck. Like I like I I personally like those verses because that's really what verses is. I like the celebratory things too like you said. I think it's specific to like certain artists cuz there's certain artists that you really don't want to be like oh that catalog was better. But like a a a situation like this definitely go there to rip a nigga head off. Like that's what I want to see. So I thoroughly enjoyed that shit, um, facts. And then facts. right facts. after that, facts. we got disappointed again because Donda did not release. Damn. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting sick and tired
0: of this motherfucker, Connie. Are you? I'm, I'm really. Getting are tired you of like? Yeah, are yeah. you I'm like? Really, really tired.
1: Still hype for the for the album, or where you at with it now?
0: I'm not as hype as I once was. Um. However, that shit that I sent you earlier with fucking that 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 cartoon parody with Drake and Kanye definitely had me thinking to myself, is this what Drake is really feeling? Because the cartoon almost to me kind of almost hit it on the nail. Like, is that how he feels? Does he still feel like he's in competition with Kanye West? Because that's the shit. That's the energy I got. Like. You still think you in competition with Kanye Drake, like right now?
1: I agree. I just think it's the other way around. I think Kanye is in competition with Drake. I don't. Th- oh, Kanye is definitely in competition. Mm-hmm. With I Drake. think Kanye. I mean, if everybody is is familiar, if you're not familiar with the story, the story is that Kanye has been feeling a certain type of way about Drake ever since Drake entered into the <clears throat> right. industry. Some circles say that the you the best video which was directed by Kanye West that Kanye right. sabotaged him with that video Kanye purposely made the video like weird because it has not the video has nothing to do with the song at all it's just, it, it's, really it's it really da, doesn't it kind of doesn't do anything but some people say that that was on purpose some people say that there's been like a brewing little rivalry or not even a rivalry but like Kanye has been a little jealous of Drake because Drake pretty much took what Kanye did and made it 10 times better in terms of the singing and the rapping. Like, Kanye always wanted to be able to do both. If you know with 808s and Heartbreaks, you realize that Kanye right. wanted to be able to sing, sing, um, but obviously needed the auto-tune and whatnot. And Drake is able to do that and tap into emotions and things on, on a whole nother level. Not to say that Drake... Um, was trying to be Kanye, but Drake has also said in interviews that one of his biggest inspirations was Kanye. Um,
0: I mean, you've heard this on Drake's first, on Drake's first two albums, he has a few records that give you Kanye vibes. Once you get to the third album, that nigga is Drake Drizzy fucking Drake, like that. <laughs> he's not on that time no more. He started to switch his whole shit up on the third album. I don't even remember the name of the third album, but he was on some. Nothing other was shit. the same. Right out. Yeah. Right. When he dropped, nothing was the same. Once I heard worse behavior, I said, all right, this nigga's out of here. <laughs> this nigga's out of here. Yeah, worse. But, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, my hype for the album, listen, I'm already iffy about Kanye because of all the weird shit that led up to, uh-huh. like, over the last two years. I'm still not over that stuff. Like, I want Kanye to right. be a better version of himself, so I have that door open for that. But... The bullshit he said and done over the years is just kind of like, nigga, what are we going to get from you? Like, what what are you coming <laughs> to the table with? And I've listened to both listening parties. The second one, the music definitely sounded better, but this whole it's going to release and then it doesn't release and then it's going to release, I feel like he's overshooting with it now. Like, the first time, okay. This time, though, it's like, bro, there's no real reason for it. Like, this does not add to the hype of the album we've heard it now twice you added some new songs great but release the shit or not at this point i don't care like i almost like when it drops i'm probably i might wait if something else fire comes out i might listen to the fire shit you know what i mean but a lot of people do feel like maybe this is kanye trolling drake because drake was on an interview not too long ago and said that uh certified lover boy is done and will be coming out soon. So maybe Drake had an August release date uh, all lined up, and Kanye is aware of it and keeps blocking it. I don't necessarily think that's the case, but, you know, we could play with that narrative for a little bit. I think Drake, like, I I, might have said this last episode. I think Drake is looking and saying, fuck, it's close to my birthday now. I'm going to drop drop in October.
0: I mean... It, it 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 makes sense now for the motherfucker to drop in um in October and at the same time, for all we know Drake might drop the fucking album a few days if there's gonna be a fucking um. Okay, Drake Drake um Drake might drop the album a few days before. Ovo fest if there's gonna be Ovo fest
1: that's a fact that's what that's what I see. Now Justin LeBoy says that Watch the Throne 2 is coming. My question
0: is Oh boy.
1: Do we want a Watch the Throne from this Kanye and this Jay-Z? And what I mean by that is, do we want half crazy off the wall super religious Kanye collaborating with <laughs> super rich Business art connoisseur Jay-Z making a Watch the Throne, is it gonna be anything remotely like the first Watch the Throne? Or is this gonna be a completely different type of project? Like, and is it something we want?
0: This is what I think. I think Watch the Throne should be an open album. Meaning any artist that does or wants to do a Watch the Throne, it needs to be two artists that are mentally in a space to create what Jay-Z and Kanye created on the first Wash the Throne. So if anybody's gonna make a Watch the Throne, it should be Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. I'm not, I'm not here for the super religious Kanye West and, you know, high profile billionaire. Jay-Z is probably gonna be rapping wild stocks and bonds on this second, on this He's not going to be rapping that 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 crack drug shit cuz he hasn't been rapping that shit for the last 3 songs he's been on. He's on yeah. to other shit. He's on to arts and
1: Picasso. I don't see how <laughs> I don't see how 444 meshes with Ye. Like those two albums no. are completely different. And I don't or 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 even Jesus is king. And so I I mean right, they're both right. let's not get it twisted they're both the top of the top artists. So they will make a way to make that shit fire.
0: But Oh, yeah, because Watch the Throne, me and X was bumping that in the BMW when that shit came out. We was wilding on the yeah, way. Yeah, so they, they will make they will find a way to make the shit work. Uh,
1: we're not discrediting them. But will the, con- the content to me, I think, I just don't want them to come to a decline. You know what I'm saying? Watch the Throne was great. Right. Don't make a Watch the Throne 2 Very just great. to make Watch the Throne 2. Kanye's not cursing. Kanye is is trying. Almost every verse on Donda that I've heard so far has a mention of God, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't. I'm not opposed to it. I think Donda is still going to be a great project when it drops, but I just don't know how that sound meshes with 444 Jay Z. And if I really want that, I, I, I want Blueprint Jay Z.
0: I want American right. Gangster Jay Z. Yo, American Gangsta Hove was crazy. I want to run bro. this town. Oh my god. We're not getting run this Yo. town. He lost, he lost some bread. I mean, he he definitely made some bread in the number 2 spot, but he definitely lost bread cuz he wasn't number 1 cuz he's used to being number 1. I and I you know, when when Tyler the Creator first came out, I was like this dude is probably not gonna be good for hip-hop and i was saying that because i was like it it's not that his music is left or right he's making music that will make you be like this beat is tough he has a nice voice like i do love his voice i do love his rap voice but the what the fuck is he talking? well why is he saying this that's the type of energy i feel like he gives most niggas the niggas that fuck with him is like, we know this is weird shit, but we like it. It all don't gotta make sense because a lot of Eminem music don't fucking make sense. And we shit. I mean, Eminem got a whole song about burying his mom. What the fuck? <laughs> so I think shit. I mean, Eminem got a whole song about burying his mom. What the fuck? <laughs> so I think Tyler. <laughs> so I think Tyler is also letting you know you don't have to be traditional hip-hop to make hip-hop. And, you know, hip-hop is still growing. You know, hip-hop, you know, you know, we're talking since 1973. It's been years. Hip-hop has evolved drastically. Every, like, it doesn't even take every decade. Every decade, obviously, the music. But, like, every two, three years, this shit changes. Quick fast. And hip-hop has so many pockets now, you don't have to make, you don't even got to make street music to survive anymore. Like, you can make shit like Drake Hotline Bling about a chick that used to call you on his, and now now you're a superstar because niggas can relate to it. And for whatever reason, people can relate to Tyler, the Creator's music because people don't always want to fucking sit through a whole album, DJ Khaled, and, you know, have a song for the barbecue. Nah, sometimes niggas just want to hear some real reckless ratchet shit, and niggas is good. Like, we don't we don't need to hear, you know, a, a song about I'm a whole dude. We don't need to hear that shit all the time. That's also, yeah. I mean, I think that the creativity, I mean, I, I
1: feel like you've been saying that you- too. I feel like Khaled is trying to do too much sometimes on on the last two records. It's like he's trying to create these moments but he's not doing it from an organic, natural state of, let's put these artists all together in a villa or lot for two months and let them all create songs together and I'm gonna just pick. I think he's trying to microwave the shit and be like, all right, if I put Lil Wayne and Summer Walker on a record, niggas is going to be like, what? How the fuck is that going to sound? And I'm going to just throw it out there. And sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. So I think that like the last album to me sounded good. It's just a lot of microwavable shit. It's just a lot of, it doesn't feel like an organic process went in where a dope-ass song was just produced and it's like, oh, let's throw this on the shit. And maybe Khaled is doing what he's always done. But it feels like he's doing something different. Like maybe in on uh, the We The Best, maybe he was just sending out beats. But I, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like the nigga might have sent beats to a camp like Rick Ross, Meek Mill, and while they were all together and they sat together and they rapped to, to three or four songs and sent them over to Cal. and Cal was like, oh, this one's going on an album. He sent over a, a couple beats to Lil Wayne's camp. And Lil Wayne was like, "Oh, this is lit!" Or Lil Wayne did a record with people that he fuck with, and they all got together and made some shit happen. Now it feels like he's like, "Yo, Drake, get on this!" And oh, don't nobody sound good with you. All right, cool, just you. You got that one, yo. Uh, fucking her. Why don't you get on a record with the Migos and let's see how that shit sound like. I don't know It doesn't feel It doesn't feel natural And I think that's where He's running into a brick wall Where people starting to feel like The shits don't Don't sound good anymore Um, Something that does sound good though I didn't get to listen to it yet But you told me You've taken A, a listen right. to King's Disease too.
0: Yo <laughs> Yo Yo, Nas got a few records. I'm like, you might not hear these shits on the radio, but if you hear them shits in a the club, they gonna fucking knock, bro. Let me let me let me fucking pull this shit up right now. Cause uh first of all, I, I didn't know like it hit like Hit Boy really, really got some shit. Yo, Nas got a record. I'm I'm scrolling with Nas so is it's, it's 15 songs. The joint he got with Charlie Brown. I mean, uh not Charlie Brown. Charlie Wilson, no phony love. Love that record. He got a joint with uh, Lauren Lauren Hill called uh, Nobody. Nobody. Oh, that shit fire. Woo. Woo. Oh. This nigga talking about the nation. Oh, I'm going a, I'm to a fuck him up. Oh, I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. Ah. Uh.
1: Oh, yeah, that sound like it's getting there. Sound like he's getting into that.
0: He got, he got, he got a joint called Store Run. I yo, I was like, yo, who got Nas mad? Store Run is wild, son. He he puts you on a wild story with that shit, son. Fire, son. That don't make no sense. Oh, yeah, it sound like it's getting crazy on that album, for sure. Bro, bro, it's a really good album. Like, I, I must say, when they feel like old heads fell off, I feel like sometimes, like, I saw a lot of comments. I'm getting goosebumps about to say this, because I don't know if this is really true, but a lot of people have been saying this in the comment section on his page. Nas right now, right now, Nas album, I think is number one right now.
1: It's number album. one, and... um. um Apparently it's the highest rated hip hop album. Um and it it uh it outdid to pimp butterfly to get the highest rating of 98. You're, f- you're fucking lying. Yeah, that's that was the latest news that dropped.
0: Yo, I'm getting more goosebumps shots. First of all, it's so good to really and I can say this because I'm a motherfucking fan. I know Nas lyrics. Like, the back of my fucking hand. That wasn't supposed to rhyme, but it rhymed. But I'm talking Stillmatic. I'm talking fucking Godson. I'm talking Nas Lost Tapes. I'm talking fucking Street. Like, yo, we talking Nas from 93, 94. Like, don't get it. Queensbridge niggas know what the fuck I'm talking about, son. We talking about Nas, man. And to see Nas still in his 40s, still getting it. And Nas has figured out a way, I believe with this collaboration with hit boy both with kings because i did like king's disease part one for sure I, there was a few records on there i liked but he figured out what he needed to do with king's disease Two, and that's why i think it's number one and he has a good relationship with hit with, with hit boy so shout out to Hitboy boy shout out to Nas for allowing some of the younger generation to influence his music because we know Nas is timeless. Let's not ever get it twisted, son. That's a motherfucking goat. We talk. We we talking about Nas, my nigga. We, <laughs> dude, that's what we talking about, man. Shout out to Nas.
1: That's a fucking fact. Ain't ain't much else to say on Damn. that,
0: son. Nah, it's really not, man. So, yo, if y'all haven't already, please, man. Dad has a bow ties, urges you. Go check out that King Disease uh, Volume 2, man. Nas and, and Hit Boy really got some fire. Lauryn Hill definitely had a spicy-ass verse. Not the verse of the year, though. Y'all niggas was... All right, it's, not, it's not The year not even over. And we don't know Drake about to drop. Y'all got y'all to gotta, y'all gotta chill with that. We got to wait till at least December 25th to see who got the best verse of the year,
1: okay? 100%. Like, Yeah, niggas like to jump out the window all the time. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Facts. I mean, the beautiful part about it, I think, is typically when you talk about King's disease... Historically, that was associated with gout. And the reason why they would call it the King's disease is because kings would tend to get... They would overindulge in food and alcohol because they had an overabundance of it. And that means that they would obviously slow down. They would start to get sick. They would start to to lose their, their sight or their functioning. And the playoff of words there is... Nas is pretty much saying... I've been the king of this rap shit for so long. But contrary to popular belief, I'm only getting better. I'm only getting healthier. I'm only... You know what I mean? So it's counter to what typically happens to a king. Once you finally reach kinghood, a lot of people relax. And when you say that in hip-hop, once you finally reach the top in hip-hop, a lot of people relax. They done did it all. They heard it all, did it all. Like, but you have... Nas and Jay-Z, who are at the top and saying, well, what's beyond that? Because both of them at this point have a lot of money outside of music, never have to make a record again. Oh, so much fucking But brand. are still putting out projects that are impacting the culture of hip-hop in crazy ways. 444, whether you 100% oh, like it or not, was a cultural revolution. Iconic. And... Iconic. King's Disease is starting to sound like that too Because a lot of people is, are are saying How much this really reminded them of of rap I just feel like hip-hop is having a great year Like in terms of kind of returning to the roots And yes, the Littles and the Mumble Has its, its route and its lane
0: But real rap ain't go nowhere And real rap really stayed here And I feel like it's so dope that Jada kiss kind of was the catalyst to this whole thing because the verses happened. Nas drops, yo, real hip hop is back. <laughs> oh shit, it happened in, in just the span of a few hours. Like real hip hop, hip
1: hop is back. It's crazy. So, real talk. Do you think you ever been cheated on? I'm just gonna segue right into it.
0: <laughs> Damn, he just and, and, and we, we could kids. we could go uh, yeah. we could
1: go in detail on Patreon, but just just the surface level. You you. You said yeah.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I've and it's crazy because I feel like I've been I I feel like I've been cheated on more more girls who told me that they don't they don't cheat, than girls that never told me that they never cheated. I, so
1: I don't count my high school relationship. I definitely think I was cheated on in that, but the two real relationships that I feel like I had, I don't think I was cheated on in those. However, in my situationships, oh, man. A thousand percent. Don't be a simp. A thousand percent in my situationships, I think women have told me like, oh, they might have only been seeing me or made it seem like they were only seeing me. And um, we're definitely out there getting clapped out for sure. So, but uh, in in my official relationships, no, I don't think so.
0: What's so crazy is... This might sound crazy. I might have to say it. Yeah, I might have to save that for the page. <laughs> <laughs> I I just gotta chill on that one. What I will say is this though, because I'm not gonna say the other thing. You'd be surprised of the people that are not on your radar, but you're on their radar, mm. and they and, and they do little stuff to like like kind of bring you in and what i've learned about me is that like i almost have to be almost like infatuated with you to 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 really like want to feel like i want to get to know you on that level especially cuz it cuz cuz if i'm infatuated it's more than just sex like i want to be around you i want to smell your armpit want to lick your nose like I want to do all that nasty weird shit, Tyler, all right. the crazy shit. All right? And <laughs> yeah, just uh, just like be connected with you in that way. And there be people that will, you know, leave emojis or say certain stuff. Again, you know, we're going going to save that for the Patreon, but more of the story is you just ne- like you honestly just never know and then it be the ones that Will just say certain stuff and you'd be like, why the girls I fucked with in the past or why the girl I'm fucking with now don't say the shit you say? You're not even on my radar. And it kind of lets, it, it kind of humbles me because I'd be like, because of how you make me feel, I don't want to fuck up you not being on my radar. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just keep it like that.
1: Yo, you, you make you, a great, you, I make yeah. a great point and we'll definitely go in depth on Patreon about it. But in terms of, not being on somebody's, like, you not understanding that you're on somebody's radar and them finally coming out and letting you know, like, yo, I've been digging you for mad long. And right. sometimes that manifests in a way where it's like, oh shit, damn, I really fuck with you and I didn't know you was looking at me like that. And then sometimes it manifests like, I wasn't really looking at you like that, but... We can see what's up. Like, we can could, we could see what's up. And, and sometimes out of those Listen. seeing what's ups, you do get that energy, like you said. It's like, well, damn, I don't, I kind of don't want it to return to it being back to not, like, me not realizing that you was into me. Um, because the energy that you're giving me is way more than when I'm looking at and someone is on my radar. Like, you're treating me way better than when. When someone's on my radar and I gotta approach them and how they're approaching the situation. So,
0: right, we just gotta give them, we just gotta give them a a little tea. I'm about to say, I'm about to say a real thing. I'm about to say a real thing. There's some girls, there's some girls, bro, I'll be like, this gonna sound crazy, but this is the truth. I'll be like, damn, I wish I had like the bag bag. And that girl will probably look at me like, "All right, I'm gonna give you the time of day." It's not—it's nothing to do with my looks. I want to look at her like how I look at her and be like, "Yo, let me pull up beside you on this on this fucking Dubai trip real quick and just match your fly," cause I like you, but the way that I wanna like you, I know I gotta have that bag, and you find me cool, (laughs) but I'm not on your radar, and in my mind. For you, I'm just a fantasy because I can't fuck with you on that level because you're already addicted to a certain type of lifestyle. I already know by default, if I don't have my chips together, I can't even treat you the way I would want to treat you. It wouldn't even be about the bread, but I know that's a and that's part And that is another Patreon
1: a- episode right there, and we're going to definitely talk about that. <laughs> like, I agree. There right. are some women that- Thank God. Damn. And if we're going to keep it a stat. I'm going to just keep it a stack real quick. And like you said, we ain't going to give them too much, but I'm going to keep it a stack <laughs> right. real we quick. We ain't going to get it This is This is a piece of the conversation that I do want to have on our Patreon episodes um, when I'm talking about the six-month journey. Part of that journey was for me realizing, like, the women that I have dated, and I just had this conversation with, with one of my OGs, um... And that's going to be a good thing for us to do, too. Bring some of the OGs that are really in our life, different people that are really in our life, onto the Patreon episodes and just sit with them.
0: That will be some wild that, episodes, though. I tell that, you, That'll that be
1: sh- some shit. Like, niggas that know us and, and have stories. Will be saying some shit about it. us. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, one of the things was, it's like, yo, the people that I've dated in my past, Have not gotten a full complete version of me. And granted, we're always gonna be growing and changing and developing, but we This nigga is tall. We all know when we are a the best version of ourselves in that moment of being ourselves. And I'ma just leave it alone, man. And I, I had to sit there and be like, like this goes back to the bag. It's like, yo, I know I can make a better bag than what I'm making. I'm not saying my bag is small. I'm not saying that at all. But I know I could make a better bag. And if I make a better bag, I know that there's certain people that that chemistry is there, but I don't even want to approach them. Because I'm like, mm. to, to really treat you the way that I know is going to make the relationship cool, calm, and cope aesthetic, I got to be more comfortable with being able to spend X, Y, Z amount of money consistently and not feel like I'm sweating at the dinner table cuz it's like yo I go out with this chick and the bill going to be 359. The, the bill could be between 5 and, and 1500, nigga. It's like I'm not Oh, that's a we, fact. I'm, that's a fact too. I'm not too. I'm not like I don't want to be sweating at the dinner table thing, yo. If this chick order another fucking wine. Like <laughs> boy. Like I I don't want like that's that's not a good feeling and it's like yo because I know that that's not going to be good for either one of us because at the end of the day and this is a real thing that niggas got to come to conclusions um with a lot of times when niggas start doing weird and odd shit on dates or at the dinner table is because you've tapped into an insecurity if that insecurity is they bag yeah and they money they might start saying and doing odd shit when you start ordering more and more food or and maybe it is that you order this type of shit for yourself maybe when you go out with your girls you get oysters you get lobster tail, you get steak, you get all that in one sitting. But when a nigga's insecure about his bag, he's gonna look at that and be like, yo, she taking advantage. Like, what is she doing? She don't order this shit on a normal. She I know it. Yo, but no, you
0: don't. This is your first time taking this um, chick out. I'm leaving it for the pick, because yo, you speaking some real oh my God, you speaking some real. Yeah, this shit
1: is a right this now, is a Patreon bro. episode real right shit. here. So we're gonna go into that a little yeah. bit more on the Patreon. We'll let y'all know when we we start going through that. But
0: um yeah, facts.
1: But yeah, I, I think think that's interesting. Another thing that was interesting is Nick Cannon had a, a little clip released today um that basically said he doesn't subscribe to quote unquote Eurocentric ideas of building a family with one person. i I mean, I have my own thoughts on it. I think one, I'm I don't know what the fuck Nick is talking about. Being Building a nuclear family is not a Eurocentric idea.
0: <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah, I, I saw I saw part of the clip and I was like, I already know I, I'm into some, you know, my lifestyle choice in terms of, you know, my relationship dynamic is not for the faint of heart, nor is it for everybody. But that particular part where he was talking about, I said, this nigga smoking ass. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I'm being... A, Nigga, that that has nothing to do with that. That's that, that, that that's some Nick. Nick, don't end up like Kanye, bro. Come back to us. You got Wildin' out back. Come back to us, bro.
1: Yeah, Nick, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you gotta dogs, do better than but, that, bro. But that ain't it. That ain't the
0: one. Uh, okay. Nah, that's not it, Nick.
1: I I, I get no. it. You know, what I mean, you 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 have chosen a certain life for yourself where you want. You you find multiple. Beautiful women, and you like, damn, I could have a great child with them. And you also have said in previous interviews that you feel like you might die before your time. So you want to be able to have your seeds all over the place. just, Just stick to that. It's not a popular narrative either. Yeah, yeah. But just stick to that. You trying to get into Euro, yeah. nigga, you, you make it seem like in Africa, niggas was just in the different countries right. in Africa. Niggas was just out there just spraying everybody down, and that's not even the case. We did the statistics on this episode before. Only eleven percent of the world has had like those type of dynamics of polygamy. And even in I mean, we could we could just bring it back to Egypt. You don't hear about the pharaohs with more with they had a wife. They had it was one on one situation. Now, did they have concubines Fuck. and probably other women that they've dealt with in those those positions? Yeah. I'm sure. But this isn't some Eurocentric thing that only monogamy is only started to be a thing in, in Europe. No, it's like actually a natural thing. Like it's, it's a natural thing to want to build with, with a particular individual. Now, granted, if at some point that doesn't work or something else catches your eye, it's also natural. I think sometimes to be attracted. Well, not even sometimes it's natural to be attracted to other people. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just about what you do with it. And if 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 you Nick you'd rather be a single man that goes and, and has children with multiple women, then that's your choice. You know what I mean? That's definitely we don't your choice, we friend. don't know what the ramifications of that is for the children later down the road. And maybe you think you have it all thought out. I don't think you do. And that's and I can think that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I didn't I didn't like that one. That that shit was corny to me. Um right you have put in the chat there's another podcast i think it's uh earn at your leisure um yeah man they've been blowing the fuck up god they, they have been. and they just started a podcast like 3 years ago they've been blowing up and they feel like phone companies are going to be the next label how do you feel about that
0: uh, uh it depends it depend first of all it depends on the artist and it also depends on um, the magnitude of that artist's either album or that artist's quote unquote single. That Jay Z shit, we're probably not going to see that yeah, shit I for was, a minute. I, I guarantee. I was going to say. Guarantee that, bro. That Jay Z. That Jay Z shit was a fluke, to be honest. Because to me, that was a one and done. To, That's not going to be happening on a record.
1: To quote the good brother, I believe that these niggas are smoking ass, and I respect them
0: a lot. I do. <laughs> I respect the podcast. <laughs> nah, they have. They, they 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 have a lot of great but, content. we not let us not get but it twisted. Leave, but this leave shit, the
1: hip hop talk to us, my niggas. Please, <laughs> Cause, oh,
0: oh cause. God. Bruh, damn, you got the you got the gunshot. <laughs>
1: nah, our, <laughs> our gunshot is trash. We're not even going <laughs> to do that one. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: like what the fuck they said, trash.
1: <laughs> but like,
0: oh god, my nigga, no phone company. You're not gonna
1: see AT and T. Holding down seven fucking uh, artists, artists. Like no way. What you, what what I can see happening, and maybe this is what they meant is I can see streaming services being a new label. Like that makes the most sense. Streaming services look like they can they have the ability and they have the the money and wherewithal to take artists away from labels and say yo. You stream exclusively on this platform, and we'll work out a deal. We've seen that happen already. So we can see, I can see a brand new artist coming out and Apple trying to make a deal with them. Like, yo, be our artist. Oh, yeah, facts. And we'll, have, we'll put you all over everything. I can see Tidal doing that. I can see Spotify doing that. I can see iHeart doing that. And so, like, that is more likely than what happened with Magna Carta. Magna Carta was a different time frame
0: where streaming wasn't even that big yet um and it and it's crazy because people had been streaming years ago as music progressed in different facets that's when streaming started to pick up in other areas cuz remember like you said uh we said this a while back podcasting was out for a long ass time it just took the right people to, and then boom here, here we are with a fucking fan and base now it's culture. and now it's culture right. and 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 now it's culture that part bro people literally will go to podcasts to get their news and information on music and what and what's next before they actually go to the fucking news in 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 most before cases. they go to the
1: to the album
0: sometimes oh that's a sometimes
1: fat. a nigga is coming to us To hear a review of how we think King's disease is before they go to King's disease, and that's just a fact.
0: That yo, that's a
1: fanatic, (laughs) bro. That's just a fact. Uh, Sorry to whoever feels like it's not, but
0: it is. So it definitely is. People definitely ask us a million questions about a million shit all the fucking time. We tell niggas just listen to the last fact.
1: So we hear politics. Get into this wild right, shit and then uh, close out for the day. Uh, yeah, let's just hit the button. You already know. And we getting a new one. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to show y'all what the new the new drop for this shit is going to be. We're going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. So this is going to be the new one soon at some point, And it segues perfectly into this conversation.
0: Yo, (laughs) That's one of our more powerful blacks Oh my god Yo, that fucking commercial I can't believe he was dead ass about that You know what I mean?
1: Arkansas is out here with the wild racist commercials (laughs) We
0: all know that nigga went viral Three days ago. It's over. That nigga is rolling in the money somewhere right now. And he probably got paid to do that. I dumb pray that that's an
1: actual ending. hustler and that's not an actor. That's
0: all. That's all I care about.
1: Yo, can you <laughs> imagine if that's really an actor? Oh, my if God. If that's an actor, that, that shit is wild. wild. That is even more wild. That shit. Right. <laughs> but this goes right into the vaccine uh, situation. New York City last week had announced that they are going to require people to be vaccinated in order to do in indoor, basically anything, theater, gym, um, and dining. And, of course, this is sparking a, a pretty large debate amongst people who have been vaccinated, people who are against the vaccination or don't want to be vaccinated. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we are, bro.
0: Um, You know... You know, for for those of you you know who know, I I still have yet to get the vac. I mean, as things progress in terms of, and when I say progress, I just mean information. I don't really mean shit on the news. I just mean updates with coronavirus and the vaccinations like that. Not whatever politics are saying or you know.
1: And that and that is a not to cut you off, but that is a good point to make because. I need, I need people to understand that a lot of the news out there on social media is political news. When, when you got black people sharing Ron DeSanchez like he is some hero, <laughs> y- y'all got it fucked up. <laughs> y- y'all got it fucked up. I'm sorry. It's like he's not a hero because he's talking about Florida's going to stay open. Like, no. Like, I get it. You know, Florida, do what y'all do, whatever floats y'all boat. If that's how y'all feel is gonna is gonna benefit y'all, but Ron Sanchez is the same nigga that was doing wild shit last year to black people, and don't want y'all niggas voting. I just just gonna put that out there.
0: But uh, go ahead with your point, bro. My fault. Ah <laughs> uh, man, Nah, that was hilarious. Thank you so much for that. Now I was just gonna say. Yeah, the more, you know, the updates happen with the coronavirus and the vaccine, it's not it's not necessarily changing my mind, but it's allowing me to see more and more why people got the vaccine in the first place. Because I was talking to a white gentleman today at my job and we were having a very, you know, good, candid conversation. He's very against the vaccine, by the way, which I'm always baffled. I guess, you know, because I think one-sided about the vaccine. I feel like this is just how I feel. I feel like there's more white people. There's more people that are not black that are happier or more prone to just taking the vaccine. I feel like black people, just because I'm a black male, we're, we're, we're very, for the most part, we're very apprehensive about either doing something Taking something or putting something in our body, like those, like those three things, we're very apprehensive about. Um, and it's not because we are prone to being combative, however, history t- has told us that a lot of things have been taken away from us. So, anything that we can refuse, we're gonna refuse, right? You know, naturally, because of things that have forcefully been put on us. and. I'm I'm actually happy and and proud to say that I feel like because of the backlash and because of the resistance it's allowing me to create a more informed opinion, uh, for informed opinion about whether or not I think I should or should not take it because a lot of my reasoning really and truly is because I just don't trust it and I feel like the I just don't trust it is now being influenced by how the resistance has co- how the resistance either has caused or didn't cause people to want to take it versus people that are just naturally saying, you know, I live with, you know, the elderly or, you know, I I, I have kids or, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. Things like that is forcing me to have a, a much better informed opinion on why people have taken it. And or why I should take it or should not take it. So, you know, despite the chaos, despite the madness, I'm grateful for what it's doing for me. I think that's a great. I I feel feel like like that's
1: an amazing point to make, though, bro, because. If there is one thing I think so, my biggest thing is for anybody who is anti anything. Right. Like in this day and age, we just have to be careful with the information that we get because they're. Are people? I've been saying this since the beginning of the pandemic. There are people who make it seem like they are for the people but have their own agendas. And their agenda oftentimes includes people being in a state of panic and distrust of anything. And that's not to say that there isn't good reason to distrust stuff because, as you said, there are historical reasons to distrust. There's just simply the way governments are going about this whole pandemic that, at times it just doesn't right, feel right, like they're doing right. the right thing and be honest i don't agree with what new york is doing i never i never was a right. fan of of uh, the the stick uh like you you catch more flies with honey than you do with with a fucking fly swatter and so correct like going down this route although i understand it don't get it twisted because i i always say it like this and I, this is another conversation i had earlier with one of my ogs what is happening on a on a national scale no not even a national but let's let's keep it with the city for now what's happened on on a mm-hmm. on a scale of the city at this moment is the same shit that happens right. on the level of what decisions you make if you've ever been in a position of power at your job and you had to make a decision uh-huh. about how to deal with a client or how to deal with workers or how to deal with a situation in general and what i mean by that is if you have a worker that comes in late Nine times out of ten, your first response to them is going to be a conversation. Yo, bro, you've been late like three times in the week. Like, next week got to be a better week. Then the nigga comes in late again the next three weeks. And now you're like, all right, like, let's have a conversation about it. (laughs) And then the nigga continues to be late. And then eventually you're going to say, all right, fuck it, I'm writing you up. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm writing you up. And so I do feel like that is likened to what's happening now is hey get the vaccine get the vaccine we're gonna give you money to get the vaccine we're gonna give you fucking shake shack to get the vaccine we're gonna do all this shit and people are like nah then it goes all right um please get the vaccine because we need x y and z to happen and then niggas like no and now it's like all right well listen this is what's gonna happen because maybe the carrot isn't working so maybe the stick will I don't, I don't respect it. I don't like it, but I understand it. On a human level, I understand that that's pretty much just human nature. We'll try the nicey-nicey shit, and if we feel like the nicey-nicey shit is being taken advantage of or taken for granted, then people oftentimes go to more like, all right, we're going to get the stick. So I'm not agreeing with it, but I right. understand the, the mindset as to why it's going there. I don't think of it in terms of like super conspiracy Anything like that. Not to say that anybody who does is wrong. I'm just saying I don't see it that way. Now, regardless of that, um, the point you made, though, is really, really dope in terms of through all the chaos of vaccinated or don't get vaccinated and all of that, there is a chance for people to grow and learn and pay attention. I feel like it's the same thing that happened when Donald Trump took office. A lot of people started to get into politics. When they saw this wild nigga in office. And I feel like a lot of people now are starting to go back to their science books and learn a little bit about how anything actually works in your body because of this vaccine thing. And I just think that that's important because a lot of us are making decisions off of bad information. And I'm not saying that in terms of, oh, trust the medical community over anything else. But a lot of people are being sold snake oil because they don't know how their body works. And it's easy to do that when niggas don't know how shit works. It's easy for a nigga to tell you, That's true. oh, you're going to have mutated this, that, and the third. When you don't realize that your body cleanses itself of anything that enters it like seven days. I think it's up to like seven days after something has entered your body. And I think when it comes to this vaccine, it's like two weeks or some shit like that. But your body starts the cleansing product, process. Um, When things enter it You don't have the same blood that you had yesterday Your blood renews itself Your cells renew themselves They die, they wither away You get new ones Like So you're not going to have the same shit in your body From a year ago You know what I'm saying So that's not even how it, it, it works It works in terms of your immune system But regardless of the case I just think that it's a chance for everybody To, to learn what other side of the fence you fall on Whether you get vaccinated or you don't I got vaccinated. I've said this before. The reason why I got vaccinated, and they they often say the number one reason why people won't get vaccinated is because of distrust of the government. I don't trust the government. That's not why I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated because, for me, I continued to do my research, which I felt was in-depth. I learned the ingredients of the vaccine, what was in it. Uh, I went to panels with doctors that were black, that were talking about the science of the vaccine. Um, and how it worked and what was in it and what effects it could do and all these different things. And not just one panel. I went to like five. So for me, I felt like I did enough research. And as I've said on this podcast too, Moderna had a black leading scientist on that vaccine. So that is the one that I got. I got the one with the black leading scientist, Oh. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Qu- Kizzy I think Is is how you say her name Um, And I followed Kizzy And I went through her background And I just felt like I did enough research that made me say Okay If this doesn't pan out for me I did enough due diligence To say that I'm comfortable with it On top of I knew that My job at some point was going to get weird About this shit And you know I was staying home at the time And I just knew that once shit started opening up, back and forths were going to start happening. And I just didn't, I know myself. I didn't want to be part of those back and forths. Because I would, I'd end up, niggas wouldn't like me at the end of it. I know too much law. I know too much <laughs> fucking science. I know too much that if I really wanted to make an argument not to do some shit, they would They would have to abide by it. And I just felt like it would. it would just cause a bit more of a rift than needed to. With the fact that I was already somewhat comfortable with the research that I did. So that was what went into my decision making. Um, On top of, I just couldn't forgive myself if I, at the time, my mother and my grandmother were not vaccinated. Um, And as y'all know, well, some of y'all do, some of y'all don't. But I've mentioned before on this podcast that my um, grandmother has an illness that made her susceptible to COVID. And so, like, I do like visiting my grandmother. And I didn't want it to be a situation where I think I'm good because the shit is asymptomatic. And I go visit and I drop off some COVID. That ain't it. That ain't it for me. You know, and I don't even have to go to that extreme. I I wouldn't be comfortable if I bumped into some friends and we all chilling. And I ended up giving somebody COVID because I had it or whatever the case Luckily for me, as far as I know, I have not had uh, interaction with COVID. I've been lucky. I've been blessed. Um, I have been in some situations where COVID probably was lingering around, but um, I haven't picked it up. So, right, you know, that's just a good COVID, good point you made. COVID was definitely in the room, respect for me. for a fact, spinning the block, my nigga. But um, we'll see how this goes. I, I'm not a fan of of. Forcing people subtly, like they're not forcing people, but when you start taking away wow. joys, I feel like you're going down an interesting road. But I do understand it. We went from 200 cases in right. the state of of New York for the last couple of months to 4,000 in a week. Wow! So I said, <laughs> "Wow!" So Delta is out here doing something. You know, what I mean, when we had four thousand cases before we were definitely shut down. So I do feel like the main goal here is not to shut down. And I did speak to somebody else about this earlier, too, where I was saying, like, I know we think that shutting down is just like this arbitrary decision that they're just making willy nilly. But no, it has a lot to do with the healthcare system. And if the healthcare system ever gets overrun like how it was last year, New York has no choice but to shut down. And if we shut down, that goes from maybe limited businesses to some of these spaces to no business for any any
0: space. I think that people just have to like you said, people just have to do the research and people have to, you know, just be fully aware of you know what's at stake and just where their options and shit, that's what the fuck I've been doing. I just been That's it.
1: I think the back and forths on social media are a little unnecessary. Um, You know, trying to make people, shame people for for their decisions, whether it's to get vaccinated or not to. Um, You know, (sighs) it's just unnecessary. And we've never been in a space before, or at least that I can remember, where we've questioned science so much. Like, you're always going to have people who feel a little weary about things. And that's 100% fine and necessary but we've never been so divided to the point where like niggas might be like yo take vitamins and niggas be like but should we really take vitamins though
0: because yeah like and
1: that's a weird space to be in so i hope you know i i made this this comparison earlier and maybe it's not the best but when 9-11 happened niggas all came together At some point, white folks did get a little crazy and started to attack our Islamic brothers. I'm not trying to get into that. But initially, niggas all came together. We seen niggas walk Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridge together to get home after the... We seen people pull niggas out of rubble. Like, niggas got together. This is one of the first, like, things that have hit our shores where I feel like... And granted, I think in the beginning, people did come together, but... It's like we got divided right after we came together, and it's like a bad divide. It's on some like niggas look like they ain't coming together no time soon type shit. So,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the energy is it's, it's weird sometimes, man. It's very weird. It, very it weird.
1: is. Uh, let's wrap up with the Olympics. The U.S. the Olympics ended yesterday, and the U.S. has come out on top with 39 gold medals and if i'm not mistaken it was like 118 plus medals overall over china which came in second with 38 medals and for a good portion of the olympics china had the most medals um but i'm not not the most medals they had the most gold sorry um but they never had more medals than the united states but for united states to only have pulled out by one medal. I want to know what you think the, the impact on global politics is when we talk about the Olympics and if another country, because the U S has been dominant for God knows how long, but if another country was to come out more dominant, what do you think the social political ramifications are?
0: So I don't know how they end up choosing where the Olympics go. But I'll tell you one thing. The moment we don't come out on top, whatever world superpower that, well, whatever country ends up having more medals that year than the United States, because basically the Olympics is like fucking Super Smash Brothers. Every fucking body that you could think of is at the Olympics. That is like a world athlete or even people that you never heard of. You're going to hear about them at the Olympics. Um, Whoever that superpower is the next time, because if I'm not mistaken, I know the way that they've been promoting the Olympics is Tokyo 2020, even though we're in 2021 because of right. COVID. So And
1: in 2024 is going to techni- Paris, I think. Huh?
0: 2024
1: is going to Paris, I believe.
0: Right. So 2024 literally is, is in three years, which means we're one year behind of fully getting ready for this next Olympic because people still trying to recover from last year into this year. If we don't end up on top next year, cause this is a close ass margin. It's only by off by one fucking medal. That's that's serious. No shit. I think a lot of this had to deal with, honestly speaking, what was happening in, in, in the tennis world. What was happening? I feel like black women was getting attacked throughout this entire Olympics. That's my opinion. Women of color was getting attacked, bro, on a lot of different fucking levels. So, and and which was becoming political. So to really answer the question, yeah, politics really could fuck up an Olympics because we've allowed we've allowed too many people who are not athletes or former athletes to form an opinion. And partially the blame is the fucking internet, bro. The, the internet exacerbates every fucking thing. It takes literally a grain of salt and it fucking creates a whole salt factory. You didn't even want a factory. Now you got a factory. Now, now you got it. And then the people that are in the Olympics, they don't even want to compete. They physically, mentally cannot compete. So, of course, we're not going to come out on top. We fucked up mentally. You you just said something crazy about me. You don't even know anything. All you know is that I'm an athlete, but I'm not going to jump and do these spins or throw this fucking ball across the field or run on this track to give you what the fuck you want. No, I'm going to spend some time and deal with my mental health shit because I'm battling demons. Another
1: amazing segue point, bro, and I think I alluded to this last week. I don't know if I went in depth as much or not, but... Okay. Again, in this climate where black people have been screaming at the top of their lungs that injustices are happening way too much, way too often, and we need to get out of this cycle. If, if you want this society to function the way y'all claim y'all do, then y'all have to respect us. And in this climate, you have the face of a lot of the sports being black. And yet, these athletes go in representing the United States knowing that win or lose, there's niggas back home that hate them. Now, um, imagine that. Facts. You being the black woman in Simone Biles and you going and you saying, yo, you know, something is off. And granted... At first, I wasn't too sure about, like, what was going on with her pulling out. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like I I wanted to wait and see what what she said was going to be the issue. You had people ready to jump out and call her all types of names because they've been fiending to do that for the longest of times. They've been waiting for her to fail in some way, shape, or form to say, oh, y'all keep calling this black girl the GOAT, but... This white woman in 1972 did this better than... No, she killed and smashed everything in this field. And that's, that's... It is what it is. It's a fact. And so, like, there's nothing that you can really say bad about her. But I just can't imagine being a black athlete, going to represent a country that, you know, as soon as you get home, we didn't see people throw cups mm-hmm. at. We didn't see people write nigger on a locker. We didn't see people be called monkeys. We didn't see nooses in NASCAR. Like, we've seen so much shit that basically says that the comp- the country you're going to represent does not give a fuck about you. And what that toll is on someone's mental health. I just, it's hard. Like, being a runner, gymnast, whatever, and going and putting this country on your back to win the gold so that they can then brag about the fact that you won a gold and and we are, we have, uh, we're the country breeding the top athletes to then come back and, and get stopped by a cop and potentially fear for your life. It's just, it's, it's crazy.
0: That is a big fact, bro. That's a big uh, fact. What's the tough knot, bro? Tough knot, man. Sometimes in life, it really is a cash 22. Damned if you do. Damned if you don't. And I know a lot of people say shit like, you know, they don't want to go through life with regrets. Maybe some of y'all should. Maybe some of y'all should.
1: And what would dad say for this week is, it's easy to be a bright light when you're in a dark room. But try being a bright light next to other bright lights and see what Mm. that feels like. Because if you're in a room where it's nothing but darkness, yeah, you're going to be the brightest. If you're in a room where you naturally shine, outshine everybody and everything in it, yeah, you'll be the brightest. But the brightest of what? The brightest of the darkest? You got to try and be the brightest of the brightest. That's what would Dad say. Um, Another episode of Dad has bow ties. And we are out.
0: He's here.